last year we had 23 people hit the seven figure mark and we knew that we had to create another group this this, this is the house flipping hq podcast now let's get flipping with your host justin williams hey, hey what is going on house flipping nation i hope you guys are all doing amazing First of all, I need to apologize. I've been a very, very bad boy. It's been like two and a half weeks since I have released a podcast. And I could come up with all these excuses, but um, it's just been really busy. We're working on this documentary, and when this documentary comes out, you guys are all going to be like, wow, Justin, that was totally worth it. So you'll forgive me. I know I've heard from a lot of you asking me when. But also, today's episode is going to be off the hook, so I'm going to more than make up for it. Uh, today, I have something really excited I'm really excited about. Can you tell how excited I am? I am going to be talking about the six stages of the eight-figure investor or business owner. Um, but for our sake, since we are house flippers and wholesalers, this will primarily be focused for investors, but in many cases, it's applicable across the board. So how this came about is, as many of you know, recently we started the eight-figure flipping group. Uh, Last year, we had 23. You know, we started seven-figure flipping just over two years ago. The first year, Mike and Mike hit seven figures. They were kind of like our four-minute mile guys. First ones that got four-minute mile, first one to get seven figures. Uh, Anyway, I hope you get the analogy. And it was awesome. And we had a lot of the people that were seeing a lot of success. And then last year, we had 23 people hit the seven-figure mark. And we knew that we had to create another group because we had so many people. Because there's different levels. Like every level of investor, every every level that someone is at, like I have found that they need to be in a different group with different people who can continue to, to push them because they're all focusing on that certain thing. So the eight, we had to start the eight figure group was something we joked about before and we knew that it it had to happen. So that happened. We opened that up at the end of last year and we had our first event last month in Pensacola, Florida. And it was incredible. I mean, being around all these people who are seven and multiple seven figure income earners and, and that's it, right? That's all that we're allowed. We all stayed in a beach house together in Pensacola and we just spent a lot of time uh, meeting, networking, sharing strategies, sharing secrets, sharing what was working, and and it was awesome. But something so interesting, so being in that room, that was only the second time that I had been in a room of that high level of people. But being around those kinds of people, and not only are they like financially successful, but they have a different way of looking at things, of looking at life, and it's such a powerful experience. Like it literally changes you. It changes the person that you are. You guys have all heard you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I mean, a man, imagine spending time with a room full of people like that for, for several days. It's just incredible. So recently, I, we were working on uh, creating an eight-figure flipping uh, page. And so I've been going through and like working on getting Graham some footage from that event to use for that page. Then also as we're creating the documentary, I've been, you know, rewatching like videos, like the footage from this event. 
and then also checking out like as the eight figure group continues to go like the things that discussions that they're having and the call that that we recently had in that group and it's so interesting to see what they're talking about versus what someone who's brand new to this business is talking about or isn't aware of the possibilities that you can do in this business talks about and then you have everything in between so what i decided to do today is I came up with the six stages of the eight-figure investor, the different stages that you must go through, that you that everyone goes through, because it's been such an interesting journey. I started this podcast just over four years ago, actually close to five now, um, like four and a half years ago, and it's been so fascinating to to start the podcast, and six months later, we started House Slipping Formula. And then after that, we started the seven-figure group. And then after that, we started the six-figure. We kind of not went backwards, but you guys, I think most of you know why. And then now to have the the eight-figure group, but to see the different stages that every investor goes through. And at the beginning, I didn't recognize that. And for that reason, like I struggled teaching at first. I, I don't feel like I was effective. I wasn't able to help as many people grow as quickly because I didn't realize that they needed to go through these different stages. My attitude was like, hey, this is what I did to make a million bucks. Go do it. And <laughs> some of them would take action and some started to see success. But until I realized they needed to go through these different stages and that's where I needed to meet them, uh, they, they weren't able to get there. So fortunately, we have been able to crack that code and figure that out. And that's part of the reason why so many of the members of the community are are seeing ridiculously high exponential growth in their business. But I want to make sure that, that you understand these different phases. All right, let's get to it. So phase number one is awareness. Now, my assumption is that every single one of you here today, since you are listening to the podcast, are aware. Or maybe you stumbled across it and this is what will help you become aware. But awareness is just being aware of what is possible. I mean, there's so many people out there that just follow the status quo. They follow what society tells them to do. Like you just have to go to school, go get a job, work the nine to five, not have freedom, right? Like awareness is when you become aware of what is possible. And I know there's a lot of people who are kind of aware and they know there's businesses out there, but they're not really aware. Like they don't recognize, like we have people all the time, not as much since we've moved to a more affluent area, but still even now, but more even before, People will be like, oh, you guys are so lucky. Like, it's so lucky how this worked out. I'm like, you have no idea. Like, you don't even know what we've gone through. And this is something that everyone can do. There's nothing special about you to be able to do it. I mean, sure, there's a certain level of, you know, competency or whatnot. But for the most part, anyone can do it as long as you're willing to put in the work and have the right mental strength and attitude and surround yourself with the right people. It is possible. But yeah, so awareness is the number Number one is stage number one. And I tell you what, like most people never get there. So if you are there, if you are aware of what is possible and what you can do, then you're all you're already doing better than eh, let's say 85% to 90% of, of the people out there aren't even aware of what is possible. Now, here are some of the pros and cons of this stage. And there's different people who are in the awareness stage that that are different. Here's some of the people are still very pessimistic and they're kind of aware, but they're not kind of all in yet. They kind of go back and forth. They're like, well, Aunt Susie told me this or Uncle Bill, you know, 
and they aren't totally all in. They don't totally believe, but they're kind of aware. And then on the other spectrum of that, you have like the crazy spazzes that are like, yeah, I'm going to be rich. And they like going crazy. And like, it's like, oh my gosh, like chill, take a chill pill because you cannot maintain that high level of energy because the truth is this business is not one business in general is not one like up in the clouds, crazy. I mean, I, that's part of the entrepreneur, right? You've got to be crazy. You've got to know what's going to happen. You've got to be a dreamer. But then the dirt, it's the day-to-day getting crap done, focusing on what matters most, persistent and consistent. If you get too like, yeah, I'm going to be rich. I mean, it's like the whole get rich quick people, right? They think they're going to get rich quick. And when it doesn't happen, they quit or give up or they, they maybe they quit for a week and then they move on to the next thing, the next shiny object right? You've got to be very careful. So two ends of the spectrum here. One is still super pessimistic, doesn't move fast enough, really slow, doesn't take action, is afraid of failure, afraid of all the bad things that could happen. And then you have the opposite side of that. People who are like, blue sky, this is easy. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make it happen now. They're getting excited to run around telling everybody how rich they're going to be. And then when it doesn't happen, they they fizzle out and, and go away. So the first phase though is awareness. So I, I kind of already alluded to, you know, the second phase by saying if you are not on the opposite ends of those spectrum, then you will take the actions necessarily necessary to get into what I call number two. And for real estate investing, I call that the offer club. So many of you guys have probably heard me even sing the song about the offer club, right? I yeah, I, I won't do a throwback right now, but I, I sing that song earlier on in, in the podcast and sung at some events. So. So many people get into this business or are interested in this business and they never make an offer. I would say probably only about 5 to 10% of people who are even interested, say they want to do real estate, start to learn, never make an offer. Newsflash, you cannot buy a house if you do not make an offer. Okay, I'm sure I can think of some ways where it's happened. I guess you could bid on a house or... Something crazy could happen. You could inherit whatever. For the most part, you're not going to buy a house if you don't make an offer. And that's why when I started teaching people how to flip houses, I just thought people were going to go out and make offers. I wasn't even worried about that part. And then I realized, oh my gosh, they aren't even making an offer. So first I have to get them to make an offer. And that's why we started something called the Offer Club. I sang a song about it to get people just to go make an offer. That is your first goal. If you have not yet made an offer, you've got to make an offer. Now, why does that matter? Because to make an offer, you have to overcome so much, so much that is going on in your mind that is saying, oh, I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of talking to someone. What if I don't know what I'm doing? And I don't know the paperwork. You also have to learn the fundamentals. So to get to the offer club, to, to get past, to, to reach phase two, you have to learn the fundamentals. In order to make an offer, you have to learn things like how to analyze a property. What is the after repaired value? What is this house going to be worth after we do the repairs? What is the cost, the basic cost of repairs? You don't need to know it perfectly. You just need to be able to basically have an estimation of what those costs are going to be. What are basic holding costs? What are basic closing costs? You've got to understand what kind of margin you need to make. Okay, and there's equations out there, and I've explained all this in 10 different ways. So you have to understand 
how to analyze properties. You have to understand like what kind of properties you're you're looking for and more or less where to find those properties. Now I say that with tongue in cheek because those of you know who are listening know I can't stand it when people say something like I can't find any deals because it's not about that. And we'll get into that in the next phases. However, when you're still trying to get into the offer club, okay, maybe you just need to have an idea. Most people out there you know, who don't know much about this business have no idea how to even go about making an offer on a home. I mean, they would probably go to like the nicest neighborhood, find the nicest house, make an offer on that house, and then be confused why they're not getting an extreme discount on it. So you need to be aware and know that there are people out there that are motivated and they're motivated for a reason because of their situation is in distress or the house is in distress. And for whatever reason, they're willing to take a discount on that property. They don't want to fix up whatever. You got to know how to find those people. You got to understand the different lists you can go to or the ways that you can market to them and prospect and, and market to and get in front of those people. Uh, as part, part of the fundamentals, you also need to understand financing. You know, before I started this business, I would have gotten this business a lot sooner, but I thought you had to have all this money. Now I was aware oh, I could get like a bank loan or whatever, but I still need 20% down and, and investing in real estate costs a lot of money. And it's so funny because looking back, like literally out of the hundreds, almost a thousand ha- deals that I've done, houses that we've bought or wholesale deals that we've done, we have used our own money. Uh, I mean, we've used our own money on some of them, right? Because we eventually got to the point to where we could use our own money. But we have uh, used our own money or credit on very few and it wasn't the first few several hundred. We didn't use our credit at all. The first several years, first several hundred, we didn't use our credit or any of our money at all. Okay. So you learn the fundamentals, you understand how to find houses, you understand how to make offers, you understand these basic things, you understand where to get money, you understand that you don't need to have your own money. And then you understand if you're going to do wholesaling, you understand the basic fundamentals of wholesaling. You kind of understand the paperwork. So these are all things how to work with contractors or at least find contractors. These are all things you've got to learn or at least have a basic idea of. You don't need to know in great detail, but you got to know all these things before you make an offer. And even greater than that, it's the mind stuff, you know, getting over the hurdles of what are people going to think of me and, and being afraid of all that baloney, right? So the offer club, I mean, it seems so basic for those of you who are doing, you know, six, seven figures or doing uh, this at a high level, you're thinking, well, duh, that's super, super basic. But remember back when it first started, right? It, it wasn't super easy to get there. So these are things that keep people out of this business, right? Like, and I know a lot of, you know, we don't totally mind. Hey, you know, <laughs> people aren't going to get into this business because number one, they're not aware of what is possible. And number two, they're not willing to take that basic action and learn those basic fundamentals, then they're never going to get to that next step. So the next step, step three, is what I call the deal club. Now, those are people who got a deal. So it's one thing to make an offer, and that's great. That's your first milestone. Congratulations. You're aware. You made an offer. The next step is actually getting a deal. Now, this might take you making up to 100 or more offers. You know, depending on how you go about it, I imagine it won't be that many, especially if you get the right education and if you're making offers in the right way. But one of the things I kind of encourage people to do or my students or even people that I I hire at first to work for me is to go and kind of, I like them to learn without me spending a lot of my money, right? So I might have them out there making offers on the MLS or they might be making offers um, on like Craigslist or just things that don't cost 
a lot of money, right? They might be literally go door to door and make a bunch of offers. And I want them to do that because I want them to get familiar with it. I want them to overcome the fear. I want them to know how to negotiate. I want them to understand all these things without spending a ton of my money. So having that been said, it doesn't mean you need to make that many offers. But I'm just saying most people do not get to the deal club because they oh, this is hard. You know, I, I had to like learn this business and there's all this like mental anguish. They told their family that they were going to get rich right away and they didn't. And they go and they make an offer. Justin said to make an offer and they didn't accept my offer. <laughs> and it's like this big, huge emotional thing. I'm like, dude, that's because you're one of the get rich quick guys and your emotions were way too high. So when you didn't get the offer accepted right away and make all this money, you thought this business doesn't work. Okay, I'm going to make two more offers. They make two more offers and they're like, right and say, no, man, I made an offer. I hope I make it. I'm like, well, you're not going to, you know, if they're in the house of formula group, like in the early days, I'm like, well, it's probably not going to happen, but congratulate, like celebrate the fact that you made the offer and now go out and make 20 more, 30 more, 40 more. And over time, don't just make these offers. <clears throat> You'll continue to learn as you make these offers and improve your offers and, and figure out what's going on or where you're off or where you need to adjust or where you need to adjust your uh, way about going about the business. But just make offers until you can get into that deal club. And eventually, if you continue to make offers and analyze what you're doing wrong or what you could be doing better or partnering up with different people in different ways, learning how to wholesale, learning, getting good buyers, eventually you will get in the deal club. Now, just like three feet from gold, most people quit probably right before they can they even get into this club. And that's okay. More for the rest of us. But this is where you got to keep pushing. You got to keep showing up. You got to keep learning, surrounding yourself with the right people. And eventually you will make it. So now once someone has gotten in the deal club, okay, now we have something that we can work with. They've, they've really proven themselves. You know, they have the mental strength. They have a basic understanding of what to do. They've kind of got a taste for it. It's like, oh, like I remember when we got our first deal, it took us seven months because we were doing short sales and I was taking crazy action. It took me that long. Like You can do it a lot faster nowadays, I say, but if, because I was doing short. Anyway, whatever reason, it took a long time. But I remember when I got that first deal and that got that check. And that first one, one was like 17000 The next one was like twenty two or something like that. I get mixed up. But I remember having that and it's like, oh my gosh, like this is real. And I'll be honest, like there was a part of me that was like, maybe it's a fluke, but at the same time, we had a bunch of other things going on. And it's like, this is real. And we kept going. So when you're in the the offer club, your next goal, now pro, some of the pros and cons of being in the offer club are, look, like I said, you've made it, you're excited. It's like, this is real. You believe, but you also, uh, what can happen is sometimes I see people that got an, a deal and I say deal, sorry, I get an offer and deal club mixed up. If you're in the deal club, like some people got a deal like too fast. They made a bunch of money or whatever. Maybe for whatever reason, it was easier than the next one. And sometimes like that causes them to quit. It's the craziest thing or, or they maybe they were burnout. I, I don't know. But every once in a while, someone gets one or two deals and then they kind of fizzle out. Now, however, most people who get that first deal, it's no longer like 5 to 10%. It's a much higher percentage of people that move on to do more deals. And I say it all the time, I believe it is so much easier, easier for me at least, it's a lot easier to teach someone or help someone get to 10 deals if they've done one deal than it is to help someone get from zero to one deal because there's so many things going on. So congratulations if you made it into that deal club. 
So the next phase, phase four, is what I call the six-figure club. And what that means is it's pretty clear. You're basically making six figures per year and call it, you know, however you want to measure that. Gross profit is generally the way we go about it. So, for example, if you're doing 10 wholesale deals a year that make you at least $10,000 each, that would be over $100,000. Or if you're doing four flips a year that you're making at least $25,000 each, that would be over $100,000 or any combination of the two. So this is pro- this is this is one of my most favorite groups of people to work with. I was going to say this is my favorite group of people to work with, but now that I get to work with seven-figure investors, anyway, of course the higher the level the the more exciting it gets, right? But the there's something special about these guys because they've proven that they have the mental fortitude. They've proven that it's not a fluke. They've proven that they are in this business to win it. They've now created an income that can either replace or highly supplement. So a lot of these people are starting to go full time. They also, they have some kind of systems. It probably isn't, you know, perfect. They probably have a lot that they're they're not super consistent, but they've proven that they are going to get in it and they are going to make it happen. Now, where these people struggle the most, but this is still why I love working with them because obviously they need help in a lot of ways. They get in their own freaking way. <laughs> I've worked with so many of them. And the number one thing is they are the bottleneck. They don't have systems that are consistent and persistent. They might understand different marketing channels, but they haven't yet create what I call their money-making machine. You know, they're still kind of focused on, oh, I'm I'm trying to find more deals, right? They keep saying, talking about finding deals. I'm like, no, you need to get beyond that. Your only goal at this point is to create your money-making machine. Your goal is to create a process by which you are focused on generating leads and you are focused on converting leads. And that for every dollar you spend, you are making two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten dollars back consistently. And once you get to that, beyond break-even point. Once you get to that make money point, the goal is to then figure out how you can put in more money and how you can make more money on every dollar you spend. So that is the goal once you're in this club. And your goal is to, your job is to not have a job. These guys, the biggest struggle is hiring, outsourcing, working with people, building a team, creating those systems that are consistent and persistent and looking at their business in that way. And once they get that part figured out, their business just just explodes. And that's really fun because I feel like this is when they start to hit that bell-shaped cur- shaped curve, when they start to get exponential growth. And that's why in the last uh, couple of years, we've been able to help so many people go from when they're, they're making like a six-figure income, just kind of like you know, getting by, quitting their jobs and whatnot, to hit that seven-figure mark and truly change their lives and the lives of their children and those around them forever. And this is where true change and true impact is really able to happen. You know, they've become, they're in the, the 1% of income earners in the world uh, and the country. And they're able to make huge impact. And that's where it gets really fun. Now, it is my belief and not thought, philosophy, but it's actually like more than that. It's factual. Like in order to get to this level You have got to focus, focus, finish one course until success. You've got to focus on one 
thing. Way too many entrepreneurs never get here because they're chasing all these shiny objects. They hear about this guy who did that and this person who did that and they want to do it all and then they have their own ideas and it's ridiculous, right? Like you don't need to totally reinvent the wheel. I say totally because sure, you're going to tweak and do some little things and have your own thoughts. But for the most part, to get to seven figures, all you need to do is find someone who's doing it and copy them. And you need to focus on one thing. That's why in the seven-figure flipping group, we only focus on flipping and wholesaling. Our number one goal is to help people create a seven-figure house flipping or wholesaling business that works without them, period. We don't get into anything else, right? That is our number one focus. And the combination of having that focus with coaches who are paid coaches, which you don't find anywhere else, who are succeeding at this at a high level, who have been doing it for years and are at seven and multiple seven figures and who have also helped coach many other people combined with a bunch of people who are at, at least six figures or seven figures and are in that same past. They're not at the stages one, two, or three. They're at that higher level. That combination of bringing everyone together and giving them all the resources and just giving them everything has been insanely, wildly successful, even far beyond what I ever could have imagined, much faster than I could have ever imagined in helping people get there. Okay, so the next phase, phase five, is the seven-figure club. So by now, most people have some systems. They've learned how to hire. They have a team. They're working towards creating an eight-figure income. And what does that look like? You know, at the the last event, it was so interesting because most people in that group are now, you know, when, you, when you're making the seven figures, you've created the machine. You don't have a specific role, but still your job is to build the machine. Your job is to continue to get educated. Your job is to continue to maintain that machine. And you can go on vacation and you're still making just as much money as you did when you were gone. However, it doesn't mean that the machine is necessarily growing or maintaining or keeping up, right? So in order to get to eight figures, most people, what they're doing, it's not just getting to eight figures. It's like now, okay, you created something, you have this lifestyle where you can travel and you can enjoy life. And um, now the, the goal, it's still a lot of work to, to manage people. And sometimes you have to hire and fire people. But now a lot of people in the group, their number one goal, either they have or they're working on hiring what we call um, an an integrator or implementer or also referred to often as a COO. And and we can go on and on about what the different names are and why you should call it this or that. Um, but we won't go, we won't go there right now. Or like a general manager. Bottom line is you run you hire someone who's a very high level person, right? They're probably gonna get paid more than you got paid when you started, and that's okay. But a very high level person who can really get crap done. And when I say get crap done, I'm not talking about little piddly stuff. I'm talking about they can run your business for you, right? They can manage your people. They can hire, fire, train their systems, machines. That is what most of the people in the group are currently focusing on. And that's where a lot of our time is focused on hiring these people. How do we find them? How do we get them? How do we have them do their thing, right? Um, that's where a lot of people are. And it's literally not just that, but it's how do I make this thing run for me so that I can go on to the next thing. Now that's different for everyone. 
most of the people in the group are considering different streams of income. And that may, in most cases, still be real estate related, like get into commercial or something else related to real estate. Or we got people who are doing software businesses and different marketing businesses. Um, I, the list goes on and on. I, I won't get into too much of the detail about all the different ideas and different things that people are looking at doing. Or it might mean that they want to continue to do more of what they're doing. They might continue to grow into different markets, which by then a lot of them are in, already in different markets, but even more markets. You know, They've nailed it. Now they're just going to scale it even more. Or it might just mean hiring someone to continue to help them grow their business while they're doing more of what they love. And that might be charity work or spending time with family or a combination of, of all of that or traveling the world or or whatever your thing might be. You know, I believe back in the day, you know, it was okay to just be making six figures and and you're good, right? But today, I don't know, personally, I feel like to really create a life of abundance and to be able to do the things that you want to do, you, you want to be to that seven-figure mark or at least very high six-figure mark. And that's where we try to get most of our people and by then, a lot of people who aren't there, they're like, well, aren't you satisfied? Don't you have what you need? And it's it's not about that. It's not about that. It's about being able to continue to grow, being able to continue to serve, being able to continue to, to reach goals and strive for things. You know, I've got rules for myself that help keep me focused to where I'm not, quote unquote, like a workaholic, to where I'm spending time with my family, spending time serving in my church and community and doing those other things that, that are important. But in between the lines, you know, there's there's certain times during the day where I am focused on growing my business and helping people. And the crazy thing is, is when you do that, you actually are serving people sometimes to an even higher degree in a lot of ways. So uh, anyway, I know I'm uh, sometimes I go down these rabbit holes, but anyway, you guys just have to deal with it. So the final phase, phase six, is when you actually hit that eight figure mark. That's the goal. That's when life is good and you'll be completely fulfilled and never want for anything else again. Just kidding. That's what I keep telling myself. Cause that's what I told myself, uh, before I hit seven figures <laughs> it didn't really happen that way. It's kind of funny. Just yesterday I was on a call with a guy who is currently it's, it's insane. This guy is like making like $63 million. I, I don't know. Like anyway, like if he has partners or what, but like he's shooting for nine figures and you could definitely tell this guy was was high level and it's just so interesting to me that perception is reality we're all at different places in our life and in our business and uh you know for 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 me and a lot of people in the seven or in the eight figure community making seven figures is not that big of a deal anymore but for a lot of people it is so just like recognize that like wherever you are that's okay as long as you just keep progressing one step in front of the other, because all of the money is good and it's necessary to a point, you know, we got to be able to take care of our basic needs. Uh, after a while, it becomes more about the the challenge that comes from reaching those different goals and the difference that you can make in people's lives and the impact that that money allows you to have. But it's really not about the money itself. And that's like the excuse we make to keep pushing and growing. Hmm, maybe someday there will be a nine-figure flipping. Hmm. <laughs> but for now, I'm I'm good. I'm good. So, 
it's been really exciting. You know, this journey has been incredible for me reflecting on this and seeing the insane difference from people who aren't even aware. You know, I get email like it was so crazy because the other day I got an email from this guy who was just like a troll. Right. And he's like, eat, eat dirt, you know, or like saying swear, whatever. Right. And he's like, oh, you're so full of it. You're just taking people's. It's like ridiculous. Right. And then you have someone else reach out and tell you how their life has been changed and they've hit that seven figure mark and you go to these meetings with them and I'm, and you, you see how they are and being around that energy and those different kinds of people, like it's night and day difference. So I would encourage you to look within yourself at whatever stage that you're in and whether you're flipping or wholesaling houses or have another business or whatever it is, or even in life, there's different stages for life and different, um, different areas of our life. Like, where are you? And are you satisfied with that? Like, are you settling for that? Or do you want to keep growing and progressing to that next stage? Like, what is that stage you need to get to? And how do you need to get there? So kind of in closing here, look, I know most of you guys are not yet to that seven-figure mark. I know you're not ready for the eight-figure flipping group. Having that been said, if you are, by the time I publish this podcast, we'll be done with the eight-figure flipping website. You can go to eightfigureflipping.com. I've created a video that is kind of like a sneak peek of the inside of the most recent meeting that we had, the most recent uh, eight-figure flipping meeting that we had. So you can kind of check that out. Obviously, for obvious reasons, I was not able to include the trade secrets that, that people talk about in that group. That would not be fair to the group. However, you can still kind of get a sneak peek inside there, kind of see some of the things that that we have going on check that out. So you have something to reach to. And then also what I would ask of you is if you know, because like I said, it gets smaller and smaller. This group gets smaller and smaller. There's very, very, very few people who ever will uh, or ever have or ever will hit that seven figure mark. If you know of anyone who is succeeding at this high of a level, please reach out to them because we are working and we have accomplished and are going to continue to work towards creating this incredible community of the world's most successful house flippers and wholesalers. And now with the eight-figure group, it's all about multiple streams of income as well. So if you know anyone who's in the industry of real estate at all, who is making a seven-figure income and wants to push further, wants to be in a room of 25 to 30 CEOs who are making seven figures in the real estate investing industry, have them go to eightfigureflipping.com, fill out an application. I will hop on a call with them personally, and we'll see if it's a fit. And if you feel like you are ready for one of our other coaching programs, you can go to houseflippinghq.com slash coaching to fill out an application, and we will have someone be in contact with you. Uh, if you are at the six-figure mark, you can go to sevenfigureflipping.com and fill out an application there. We can get you in the seven-figure group so you can start to work towards that seven-figure mark so you can get in the eight-figure flipping group. Other than that, guys, get out there. Have a great week. You got this. I mean, the possibilities are are huge. Every day, like I recognize more and more what is possible. And you know, I don't I don't care about money for money's sake, but money is a tool that we use that helps us, number one, depending on what stage of life we're in, take care of our family and relieve the stress. And then number two, it helps us serve others and live a fulfilled life. And that's truly what I want for me and my family. That's what I want for all the members of our community. And that's what I want for you. So we're here to help you at whatever stage you're at. 
any way that we can, whether it's by listening to the podcast or whether it's by accelerating that and being in one of our coaching groups, whatever makes sense for you, we're here to help. Hope you guys have a great week. Get out there, take some action, make some things happen. You can do anything you want. And we will talk to you next time on the House Flipping HQ podcast. Bye-bye. This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast. Your, your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.